0: So glad that you're with us this morning. It's a glorious day. Amen. You are watching First Baptist Church of Welcome. Welcome, Maryland. I'm Pastor Mark. Here we are going to be in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 18, verses 9 through 14 today. This is the first Sunday of the Lenten season. Now, we as a Protestant... uh Denomination. We don't usually do a lot about formal Lent. You know, we don't do Ash Wednesday and stuff. Although, you know, I will be honest. I was playing with that this year about maybe doing that next year. But I got to think about it some. In any case, um, I still think it's important for us to to understand that as we look at Easter, which is 46 days away. Lent is is about that walk. You know, we get ready for, for Christmas during for, for, with the Advent season, right? So we start preparing ourselves. Well, what is wrong with us pre- to prepare ourselves for Resurrection Sunday, for Easter Sunday? Why shouldn't we be getting ourselves ready? Why shouldn't we be thinking about what it is that, that Christ has done for you. Now, I know that we say we do, you know, we know that he, got, he died on the cross, He took away our sins, He raised three days later, we all know that, right? But do we own it? Does that make sense? Do we live it? Do, do we see it every day? Do we feel it every day? Because, you know, He just didn't do it for one day, He did it for eternity, for all mankind. That we should be thankful all the time. That we should be mindful of what he's done for us, right? And so, Lent lasts for 40 days. six, Well, 40 days not including Sundays, so 46 days, t- t- uh, really. So we're going to take these next Sundays, and each Sunday we're going to talk about another step. Preparing ourselves. So let's read our passage of scripture in the gospel of Luke to start off this morning. Chapter 18, verses 9 through 14. Luke 18:9 through 14. And remember, this is Jesus speaking. And God's word says, And he spake this parable unto certain which trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others. Two men went up into the temple to pray, the one a Pharisee, the other a publican. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, God, I thank thee that I am not as other men are, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this publican. I fast twice in a week. I give tithes of all that I possess. And the publican standing afar off would not lift uh, lift up so much as his eyes unto heaven, but smote upon his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone that exalteth himself shall be abased, and he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. May God add his blessing to the reading of his word. Now, there are a lot of things in our lives that we prepare for, right? That that we just got to get ready for. And and those those things shift day by day, right? I mean, you you get up, you go to to work. You got to prepare to go to work. Some of you, it's a little harder to prepare to go to work, right? You don't like to get up, maybe. There was a, uh, some years ago, uh, during a football game for the Kansas City Chiefs, there was a, a fight broke out on the field. Well, the reserve quarterback, his name is Bobby Ply, he, he starts running out on the field. After about four or five steps onto the field, he stops, he turns around, he goes back and gets his helmet, puts it on, and then goes back to join the fight. He was preparing himself, right? Well, we need to be prepared for a whole lot of things in our lives, don't we? Not only in this life but in our life to come, in our eternal life. And so, for me, that is something that Easter represents. You know, that is is where our eternal life started, right? At at least in heaven, the ability for us to go to heaven was was that Resurrection Sunday. It's one of those (coughs) special times, if if you know me, that is my favorite holiday ever. I, I like it more than my birthday. And we ought to prepare ourselves for it because it is so special and it should be a special time of worship for us. Amen? So we can better prepare prepare ourselves by learning from these two men on how to worship. One who was accepted and, and one that was rejected. The one was a pharisee he, a very religious guy the other one was a publican he was a, a tax collector and the publicans if you didn't didn't know they were jews but they were unacceptable to their own people they were considered traitors because they were working for the jews and they were collecting these exorbitant taxes and quite often they were putting a lot of that stuff in their own pockets so they were adding extra so the they, they were outcasts from the jewish nation But I want you to notice some similarities and some differences in the way they worship through this passage of scripture that we went through this morning, between this religious man and this renegade. Now, brothers and sisters, I just want to let you know that being religious does not mean that you're saved. Religion does not save you. Church does not save you. Only Jesus saves you. So the first thing that I want you to realize is that they both stood. Both the Pharisee and that tax collector, the Bible says they stood. One says that he he stood, that the the Pharisee stood. The other one said that he was standing afar. Now the difference in them standing is, is in the original Greek, they used two different words. You didn't know that, did you? I didn't either until I was studying. Two different words that means stood. In the case of the Pharisee in verse 11, the word carries this connotation of, of uh, confidence or arrogance. The Bible says that he stood at the wall. He was straight up. He was standing straight up. He was erect. His shoulders were back. He was, he was confident of what he was doing. He believed in what what he was saying. He had no fear. The tax collector, however, the word used for stood there actually means that he was just barely there. The tax man was slumped over. Jesus said that he hardly lifted his eyes to heaven as he prayed. He was convicted. He knew that he was a sinner. He knew who he was. He was ashamed to look up to God. How many of us pray with arrogance, with confidence? How many of us try to to convince ourselves that we ain't as bad as the other guy? Or do we pray? When we pray, do we know what our sins are? Do we feel them so deeply that we're ashamed to look God in the eye? See, because I think that we, could, that, that we deceive ourselves, don't we? I think that, that most of the time we, we try to convince ourselves that we're not as bad as the other people. I mean, we could be worse, right? So we pray. Maybe for the good things in our lives, the, the good parts of our character as opposed to to what God sees for real. The second thing that that we see in, in this passage of Scripture is that they both prayed. The difference between these two men was their attitude, wasn't it? The publican asked for mercy, while the Pharisee was there just to inform everybody in earshot, including God, just how good he really was. Both men told God who and what they are. And you know what? They were both right. The publican told the Lord that he was a sinner, that he realized who he was, that he was ashamed of who he was in his heart. Brothers and sisters, are we like that? When we pray, do we feel convicted enough to come to tears while we're praying about who we are? That what we've done, that what we might even be thinking while we're praying. Or are we like the Pharisee? Do we go to God and actually tell him that we're sinners? Do we know that we're sinners? And we also know, I mean, we know that the Apostle Paul had that attitude, right? In First 1 Timothy 1.15, he says, This is a faithful saying and worthy of all exception, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am chief. Now, the Pharisee, what does he say? He just simply tells God how good he is, right? I do everything right. I'm good. I don't need your mercy because I'm so good. I'm following your rules. So I'm good. He tells everybody that could hear him while he prayed out loud. All the wonderful things he did. And he thanked God that he wasn't like ordinary men. He thanked God that he wasn't like that tax collector over there. Beloved, how many times do we do that? How many times do we pray that you're not, or that you're thankful that you're not like Another sinner. Even if you don't say that word, do you ever feel that? Thank you, Lord, that I'm not like him or her. You know, I think if we think about it, there are times even if you don't say it in a prayer, you probably say it in your head. You probably say it as you're walking through a parking lot. You see, you know, somebody that's got an unruly child and you're trying to, you're sitting there going, man I'm glad my kids weren't like that. Then you find out your grandkids are like that. (laughs) How many times do we make those judgments on people? How many times do we put ourselves above others? Or are we like that publican, and we're humble? We realize who we really are. We can pray, but are our prayers honest? Are they true? Are they? Do they really reflect who we are? Because God knows who we are. We try to convince, maybe, maybe we pray that way because we're trying to convince ourselves, right? That, that we're better than what we are. I don't know. That's something to ask God about, right? So they both prayed. They stood there, they both prayed, and then they both received now, Jesus said the publican, the tax collector, they went away from, uh, from that experience having received the forgiveness of God. The Pharisee also received something. He had that, form, that, that, that warm, fuzzy feeling that he con- con- concocted into his head because he was able to tell God and everybody that could hear him how good he was and that he had the example of that publican standing over there to say, I ain't as bad as him. Thank you, God. He had once again done his duty. He prayed. He'd been to church. He'd given. He fasted. He lived an honest life all week. He did what he was supposed to do. And from the outside, looking in, right? In all, he, he has a fine example of a godly man. They didn't all know down, you know, what was inside of him. The stuff that was done in the darkness. They all thought oh, he was a godly man down there at that church house. The only problem is that, that he didn't really meet God. Herbert Locklear said about this religious man praying, he asked for nothing, he confessed nothing, and he received nothing. You see how that works? He asked for nothing, he confessed nothing, and he received nothing. He didn't do anything but talk. And he considered that a prayer. Is that your prayer? Is that how we converse with God? Is that that how we have a relationship? You think God responds to that? Because he doesn't. We all have difficulty praying sometimes. But you know, the Bible tells us that if we don't know what to say, that God knows our heart. You don't have to speak. He knows our heart. We just have to be real. We have to be connected. We have to have a love for God for one another. We have to be prepared to meet him. So that we can receive from God. Now is that something that y'all want to do? Don't you want to receive from God? Isn't that why we do what we do? So that we can receive and then what? And then give it. Give it out. Give it back. Now, if you want to understand the the Pharisees' thinking, you don't don't look outside the church walls. You just look for the people who tend to judge others and and those that try to stay angry. You know the people that sit in church and always got a frown. What did Leon used to say? Baptized in pickle juice. You, you, you remember those people? You ever see those people in a church? Always got a sour face on them. We just re them here. <laughs> you know, that's not what being a Christian's about. We're to love one another. Regardless of how unlovable they are, you can always recognize those people because they have a narrow mind, right? Some say that a Pharisee's mind is so narrow he could walk through a picket fence headfirst. If you follow the Pharisee's mindset that you're going to stay as lost as he is, the whole purpose to come into Christ is not to be lost, right? To be found. So if we're lost, that means you were never found. That means you never accepted him. That you never really came to Christ. That text collector, he recognized who he was. He recognized that he was a sinner and he asked God for mercy. Do we do that? Do we ask God for mercy in our prayers? I can't even imagine what you pray, how you pray. That's not my business. That's between you and him. But if you don't, think about that. The Pharisee was completely satisfied with his own brand of religion. He was happy with what he did because he was happy with who? Himself, right? That's today's world. Most of us are happy with who we are. And if we're not, we're trying to be somebody that we're not. If you want to do God's will, you don't tell God how good you are. You don't tell people how good you are. You tell everybody else how, God, how good God is. Right? Right? <laughs> And one thing that we have to know is that we can't despise those people that have a Pharisee mindset in our church. We can't be mad at them. What we got to do is we got to pray for them, we got to lead them, we got to love on them. So we have to stand, we have to pray, we have to get ready. Easter so over the next six weeks that's what we're going to be working on preparing our minds and our hearts for resurrection Sunday because what a time of rejoicing amen what a time to worship and why not I mean let's put let's put it this way Let's just say that uh, we as a church decided to do a, a, uh, a marathon. Okay, let's say, let's say that we decided, let's see, First Baptist Church Welcome Marathon. We're going to start that this week, okay? And so everybody's got to start training. Now, do you train starting now? Or do you train the week before the run? We start now, right? Don't we start now? Joey, are you going to be the first one to sign up? <laughs> we have to prepare. We all think that, that, that we're ready. And if you do, then you're like the Pharisee. We have to prepare for Easter. Let's do it together. Let's do it together. Let's pray. Father, today as we take that, this first Sunday of Lent and we start looking at, at Resurrection Sunday, not, not that far away really, that we as your church, your children, ought to, to prepare ourselves. That we ought to, to give ourselves to, to more prayer, more time in your word, Or to do the things that bring us closer to you because you got close to us, that you sent your Son, that you came down to the earth as a human, as a man, that you lived among us, that you lived, that you lived, you laughed, you cried, you got mad. You prayed. And Lord, that you gave us the example through Jesus of what we should do, how we should be. You gave us the door to salvation through his death on the cross and opened the gate to heaven on his resurrection. Lord, we're thankful. We're thankful for your word. We're thankful for each man, woman, and child here. We ask, Lord, that you might bless each of them. We thank you for your love. And Lord Jesus, we're thankful that you loved us so much that you stretched out your arms on that cross. On that cross that was mine. It was each one of ours, and you took the nails for us. We're thankful for your love, for your compassion, for your salvation with your blood that washed away our sins. We're thankful, Lord, for your resurrection three days later, to defeat death, that we might defeat death also. We give you all the glory, all the honor and praise in the precious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. All God's children said, amen. And so for our final song, I Surrender All. Kind of fitting for our, uh, uh, what we should be doing as we prepare for Easter. Amen. So we're going to sing this last song. Um, as the team comes up, we're going to give you opportunity to um, to come and pray if you like. Um, let's see, who am I going to pick? Hey, Kate, why don't you come up here? No, just come up here to the front row. I'm going to ask you to pray with, If 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 this if just come up here. I, I've been. I haven't been. I' just been picking people it, it came to my attention that that maybe some women won't like to pray to some of these crusty old guys so and, and that's and that's that's a good thing yes Joey you're crusty <laughs> anyway um it came to my attention that uh that that maybe a, a woman might not feel comfortable praying with a man, so we want to give women a, a woman to pray with if, if they w- would feel more comfortable doing that and so I've just kind of been ambushing ladies on Sunday mornings <laughs> <laughs> and asking them <laughs> so today today I picked Kate um, so if you feel led to, to come and pray with one of the, the brothers or if you'd like to pray with with uh, Kate um, come on up and pray if you want to join the church we give you this opportunity also but the biggest reason is if you don't know Jesus. I don't care if you've been coming to church for 60 years. If you don't know Christ, if you don't have fruits in your life showing that you belong to Christ, then maybe you didn't do it. Do it now. Don't let pride stay in, stay, you know, get in your way. Do it now. Now. Let's try, we're going to try something else new today. So while this song, is, well, we can't do it because the words are up here, so they can't, <clears throat> we'll scratch that. i got to figure another way out to do that. <laughs> anyway, if you're online, clearly you can't come forward. And if you can, then I'm going to be afraid. <laughs> but what you can do is you can pray to God right there, right where you are. You can do that right here in, in, in the pews. Don't be like the Pharisee. Tell God that you're a sinner. Tell Him that you need Jesus in your life, that you need a Savior. Tell Him that you're going to repent of your sins. And what's the Bible say? If you say it with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, then you are saved. But you've got to believe it in your heart, because it's not just a mouth thing. It's got to be a heart thing. Do it now, because tomorrow we don't know. We've, we've heard of so many things of, of people dying without expecting it, right? We don't know when our last day is here, and if you have not accepted Christ, and you're a good person, and you intended to do it tomorrow, and tomorrow doesn't come, you will be in hell. It's just that, that simple. Don't wait. Why wait? Jesus is ready now. What we have to do? Don't we have to surrender ourselves to him? Don't we? How can we serve God and serve ourselves? Because we can't. This is the beginning of our walk towards Easter. This is a time for us to be intentional in our walk towards Easter. To what He did on the cross for each one of us. Does it hurt your heart that He had to die for me? That His blood had to be shed? that He had to be stretched out on that cross and be in agony in His human form for us, for me. Is that fair? No. But He did it because He loves us. And so as we prepare for Easter, Let's start today. Let's start with our prayer. So this week, that's your challenge. Pray intentionally. Don't just throw something up against the wall like you normally do. Don't say the same thing. Think about what you're saying. Pray with a humble heart. With an accepting heart. Can you do that? I think that you can. I think that you can. God bless you. I love you guys. If you need me, you know what to do. Pick up the phone. There's a zillion ways. I'm so sorry. That's all right. It's Jesus calling. (laughs) (laughs) Have a great week. May I ask you to pray? Absolutely. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for bringing us all here this Sunday to hear this such an important message. Uh, May we all be humble in our prayers, and always remember, you know, start on every prayer with just thanking you. There's so much to be thankful for. If we want to be that person that leads somebody else to Christ, we have to show our just that love that we should feel in our hearts. That's just filled by you, and so. You know, that way, if somebody asks, what are you so happy about? We can praise you. It's God. It's a God thing. So I pray that this week takes us with lots of exciting new things. And for those of us maybe that haven't come to you and asked you into our hearts that this is the, this is the day, the time, the week, in your precious name, amen.